0: It's the American with Kim Monson.
1: Now, while this is all going on, I went through President Trump's speech and uh, Chuck and Nancy's rebuttal.
0: The most important
1: story. The American people finally said enough, and that is why they elected Donald Trump.
0: The latest in politics and world affairs.
1: It's almost unbelievable that Trump has extricated the U.S. from the Iran nuclear deal.
0: And opinions and ideas that prepare you to tackle the day ahead.
1: Because ideas matter.
0: It's the AmeriJix. Dissecting issues as right versus is wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or
2: disagree? Let's have a conversation.
1: Let's have a conversation. Yes, I'm Kim Munson with the Americhicks, and be sure and check out our website americhicks.com. All of our shows are archived there. Uh, we uh, are uh, Americhicks on Facebook and Twitter as well. And yes, we are dissecting issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. We've got another fabulous show planned for you today. Uh, we're going to jump in here quickly with Tara Ross regarding the Electoral College. Uh, Colorado uh, is considering SB19042, which is the national popular vote, which basically gets rid of the Electoral College here in Colorado. What that would do is is whoever gets the national popular vote then all of our electoral votes would go to that person. I think it's probably unconstitutional, but we'll talk to Tara Ross about that. She has written an excellent book. It is the indispensable electoral college, how the founders plan saves our country from mob rule. So we'll uh, talk to Tara about that. Then in the second segment, we will be chatting with Chris Stefanik. He is with real life Catholic. I think it is. And, um, And we want to talk a little bit about this whole thing with these uh, Covington students from Kentucky that were at the March for Life. And I tell you, it's just amazing to me what is going on regarding the attack on our young boys. And so we'll talk to Chris about that. We have in studio with us. Jason McBride with Presidential Wealth Management. Jason, it's great to have you here.
0: Oh, well, it's an honor to be here, Kim, and thanks for trusting me to do your show with you.
1: Well, I'm really excited. You're going to be talking about 401ks, and this is something that is so important for people as they're planning for their retirement. And uh, I think there's going to be some great nuggets of wisdom in that, so we'll be doing that in the third and fourth segment.
0: All right, sounds great. Thanks, Kim.
1: So let's get right on it here with Tara Ross. Tara, welcome to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. Thanks for having me. Now you have written the book uh, regarding. Let me get the right title: The Indispensable Electoral College: How the Founders' Plan Saves Our Country from Mob Rule. Now you're familiar with uh, out here in Colorado. We've got Senate Bill nineteen oh four two, which my understanding is is that this particular would, bill would take uh, have Colorado's electoral votes go to whoever gets the national popular vote. Uh, Is that correct? Am I setting that up correctly?
3: You're setting that up correctly, and they're trying to do it through an interstate compact. So normally you would change the Constitution by a constitutional amendment, right? Article 5, which requires the approval of 38 states. But some some people have had this idea that instead of going through that formal Article 5 process, why not just have everybody sign a contract? And you know what? It wouldn't take nearly as many states to sign that contract to make change. It's a much easier way to go about it but everybody who signs the contract agrees to give their electors to the winner of the national popular vote. Instead, of, of course, you normally do the winner of the state vote so that it would
1: change that process. Well, it seems to me blatantly unconstitutional.
3: Well, the advocates of the bill will say states have great latitude to allocate their electors however they want to, and if they want to do this, they can. And I don't disagree with that, but I would add the important caveat that you have to remain in compliance with the rest of the Constitution when you do that. You couldn't, for instance, allocate your electors to, or or say we're going to hold a vote with only men and no women, and that's how we're going to allocate our electors. That would violate the 19th Amendment. So I would argue you, you can't go about it this way. There's an Article 5 process for making such radical change to the Constitution, and this is an end run around it.
1: And I think this bill is going to be heard today down at the State House. Is that right? That's correct. So I'm standing here in Dallas, and I'm about to get on a plane to Denver.
3: So you're (laughs) going to... There's a Senate hearing on it today. So if this is something that's important to you, please call your state senator and let them know. This is a bill that undermines the Electoral
1: College, and we do not want it. Okay. Now, Tara, there is a reason why the founders put the Electoral College in the Constitution, and uh, it's to protect the minority. And it was a brilliant move because... You, we are we're not a democracy i have actually heard uh, people that should know should know that we are not a democracy we are a constitutional republic and democracy uh, ultimately you get to mob rules so if 51 percent of the people say that <laughs> the other 49 have to do something then mm-hmm. in essence um you know it 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 undermines the, the minority and the, the founders, because they'd studied so many different governments out there, did the electoral college to try to protect the minority from the majority. Now, that's how I understand it. And give us a little bit more information on that. Yeah, sure.
3: And the founders, we have to remember the moment in time they lived it. They fought a revolution because they wanted to be self-governing. They had no representation of Parliament. Self-governance was really important to them. On the other hand, They knew that even if they had been given a seat or a couple of seats in in Parliament, they would have been outvoted time and time again by the majority of citizens at home in England. So they knew, you know, it's not always enough. A simple vote is not always enough to protect people's rights. So they wanted something better. How can you be self-governing but have checks and balances in your system that prevent unreasonable, irrational, emotional majorities from just running over even very large minority groups. A very simple modern-day example of this dynamic is um, you may have heard that democracy is two wolves and a sheep voting (laughs) almost for dinner. (laughs) And the sheep does not care that it got to vote. it just does not care.
1: So they were
3: just looking for something
1: that would keep the sheep from being eaten all the time. Okay. The other thing that's really scary is the fact that I think that we've been undermining the integrity of our elections in a couple of different ways. First of all, our electorate is not totally informed on all of the issues that are presented to them. And I I submit to you that I think that the bureaucrats and politicians that put these things forward like to make things so complicated that the everyday busy person almost throws up their hands they listen to um they look at social media they they watch tv and they make their decisions that way and Mm -hmm. i I think that they're well-meaning but Mm -hmm. they don't know for sure what they're really voting about and i submit to you if you don't understand it don't vote on it there is a responsibility you know we've we've had all these get out the vote um movements but quite frankly if you don't know what you're voting on you either make sure that you learn that or you don't vote. What do you think?
3: Look, I think this issue has been really subject to that dynamic that you're talking about right now. There's a lot of people that, legislators too, that have just thrown their support behind this bill because it sounds good. Oh yeah, the person who gets the most votes should win. This sounds very simple <laughs> to us, right? And it, the Electoral College does require a little bit more education and diving in and just investigating to to figure out why the founders gave us the system that is not, it's not a straightforward system, but it is a system that protects our liberty, and they had important reasons for doing it. So absolutely, I would encourage everybody to learn more before you decide what to to support.
1: And one other thing, Tara Ross, that is really concerns me is we had uh, Chris Farrell on with Judicial Watch a week or so ago. And they had filed a suit against Los Angeles city and county because, interestingly enough, Los Angeles had more registered voters than they had people. And, you know, and so you can see how this is all connected because then if all those people vote, that is a national, you know, that that could go towards the popular vote. But in essence, it's, I think, undermining the integrity of that particular election. So this is all connected. This is a movement, I think, to really undermine um, the American idea. And we are at a very serious time. And interestingly enough, Tara, Colorado seems to be uh, one of those at the tipping point of this whole thing.
3: Well, I mean, potentially. So for this particular effort, they have 11 states plus D.C. already on board with their plan. They're apparently aiming – so that's 172 electors. And I should add that they need 270 electors to put their contract into effect. So Nobody's going to act until they have enough electors on board. But Colorado would bring the number up to 181. And their goal is to have 250 by the time we roll around to the next election. And I'm sure they hope to get that last little bit during a presidential election year.
1: Okay, and what does it look like for the the rest of the country? Do you think they're going to get to that 250?
3: I know that they have 13 states that so they're working very, very hard on. Uh, Colorado is one of them. New Mexico is actually holding a hearing today also, which is probably no coincidence because there aren't as many people like me who can run around and testify right. against this bill, and I can't be in those states at once. And so I found out about New, New Mexico second uh, it's just really important at this point for people who care about this issue to get involved and to call their legislators and to know that the people who are who are doing this they have millions of dollars that they are pouring into the effort. They're hiring lobbyists all over the country. The people who are protecting the electoral college are people like me, just mm-hmm. doing it on our own. And so, I get join it. us. I, I join get us it. Join
1: us. And Tara, do you know who is the money behind this movement? Do you know?
3: There's a guy. Yep. There's a guy named John Koza who. He's he's from California. He invented the scratch-off lottery ticket. (laughs) So he's uh, doing pretty well for himself, and he is dumping a lot of his money into this effort. He just really does not like the Electoral College.
1: Wow. Okay. So, Tara Ross, the recommendation today is for people to reach out to their elected representatives, and, and encourage them to uh, vote no on this. I know that you're going to be down at the, the state house testifying, and sometimes that can be a real circus, but thank you. I know you've got a plane to catch. Uh, so Tara Ross, uh, the Indispensable Electoral College, how uh, the Founders Plan saves our country from mob rule. You know, Tara, like you say, it's just people like you that, that understand the importance of this issue and are out there talking about it. So thank you for getting on that plane and coming up to Denver today. We greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. Okay, Jason, I tell you what, uh, it's a little scary out there.
0: Well, that's a tough one, and what comes to my mind as just a, a layperson on this is I want my vote to count. I want to have the right to give my opinion at the ballot box, and this this just makes uh, someone else's voice replace my voice, and I don't uh, like the thought of that one bit at all.
1: I, I totally agree, and uh, so... And? You know, with the fact that we have a Democrat House here in Colorado, a Democrat Senate and a Democrat governor, the chances are pretty high that this is going to pass. But we're going to have to stay on this and really inform people on what is happening, because it's almost like a a tsunami of all of these radical, activist, progressive policies that are coming forward. And so that's one of the reasons why we do this show. And and you're such a great partner with us, uh, Jason McBride. Really appreciate it.
0: Well, thank you. And, you know, one thought that this does bring up real quickly, and this is something that uh, Donald Trump did mention, he said if there wasn't an electoral college, uh, I could have gone about trying to get votes a different way. So this is another thing that could end up backfiring uh, in the future on them, and then you'd hear them screaming that we have to change it to something else. You know, let's just keep changing it till we get what we want. And,
1: and then it's cast the in stone. The
0: result we want. Yeah,
1: and then it's cast in stone is what I see the activists doing on that. But we're going to go to break. Before we do that, though, the Super Bowl, I think, is set. It seems like the uh, New Orleans Saints fans are hoping that there's a redo but I doubt that there will be. So it's going to be the LA Rams with the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And the question is, where will you watch the big game Well, Hooters? Of course, Hooters is your game day headquarters. Watch the NFL playoffs and the big game at Hooters. I guess you did watch the NFL playoffs there. Special start at $10 for a draft and 10 boneless wings. And if you go into Hooters during the Super Bowl, you can enter to win a brand new 55 inch HDR TV. And Jason, did you know that Hooters wings can fly? You can actually have them delivered to your door.
0: Isn't that something?
1: It it is. You know what
0: happened last time I had something delivered to my door? The gal locked her keys in her car, and I spent two hours trying to get the door open for her. So I don't know about that.
1: (laughs) You know what I always, and just a quick note, whenever I uh, have to get out of the car, I always roll my window down. And just a quick note, I had picked up, um, uh, it was actually a woman who had been a Holocaust survivor for our World War II show. And I picked her up to go to the recording and then I was going to drop her off. And, uh, so I parked, I parked the car, had it running, and I rolled down the window. And as she was getting out of the car, I closed the door, and as she was getting out the, the car, I heard her hit the, the lock. Okay. And uh, the car was running, and fortunately, I had rolled down the window so that I could get back in the car. So, note to self, always do that if you leave your car we running. You learn
0: these things uh, the by the hard way. <laughs> by, yeah, by experience.
1: That's for sure. So, anyway, you can have Hooters uh, to go, or you can have them delivery right to your front door. More information, visit HootersColorado.com. That's HootersColorado.com. Let them know that you know the Americhicks. We greatly appreciate it. We're going to go to break when we come back. Jason McBride and I will be talking uh, about something that is just really breaking my heart, and this is this whole. I think, um, assault on our young men. And, and we saw this culminated with what happened in Washington, D.C., with these young students from uh, Covington uh, Catholic School in Kentucky. And we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to chat about that. And we'll have on the line with us uh, Chris Stefanik. He is with Real Life Catholic. And I can't wait to get his perspective. So, Jason, we'll be right back. This is the Americhicks.
2: All Americhicks sponsors are in exclusive partnership with the Americhicks and are not affiliated or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you'd like to support the work of the Americhicks and grow your business, contact them at Americhicks.com.
4: Dan Predovich and his team at Predovich & Company help your business plan ahead financially The Americhicks with Kim Munson highly recommends Predovich & Company as your financial business consultant. Predovich & Company will take care of your tax preparation, bookkeeping, and business advisory services. Dan Predovich and his team want to learn about the unique needs of your business through real, honest dialogue. Because of their advanced technological capabilities, Predovich & Company can help clients anywhere in the United States. Call 303-791-3000 to start preparing now for tax season. Organize your business finances with Predovich & Company. Call 303-791-3000 today.
0: Hey,
4: welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson.
1: Be sure and check out our website, AmeriChicks.com. That's where we are on Facebook and Twitter as well. And uh, we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. We have in studio with us uh, Jason McBride, our great partner with Presidential Wealth Management. We'll be talking about 401ks in the third and fourth segment. And uh, we hope to have on the line with us uh, Chris Stefanik. Uh, I know that he's headed to the airport, uh, but we wanted to chat with him about this whole thing. And these students uh, in Washington, D.C., that it's just unbelievable what happened. So before we get to that really serious thing, uh, Steve gave me today's funnies, and here we go. Are you ready, Jason? I'm ready. Okay. Curtis and Leroy saw an ad in the Starkville Daily News and bought a mule for $100, and the farmer agreed to deliver the mule the next day. The next morning, the farmer drove up and said, Hey, sorry, fellows, I have some bad news. The mule died last night. And Curtis and Leroy replied, Well, then just give us our money back. And the farmer said, well, I can't do that. I went and spin it already. They said, okay, just give us the dead mule. So the farmer asked, what in the world are you all going to do with a dead mule? And Curtis said, well, we're going to raffle him off. And the farmer said, you can't raffle off a dead mule. And Leroy said, we sure can. Heck, we don't have to tell anybody that he's dead. So a couple of weeks later, the farmer ran into Curtis and Leroy at the Piggly Wiggly grocery store and asked, what you fellers ever do with that dead mule? They said, well, we raffled him off like we said we would. And uh, we sold 500 tickets for $2 a piece and made a profit of $998. And the farmer said, well, my lord, didn't anyone complain? And Curtis said, well, the feller who won got upset, so we gave him his $2 back. And and then they went on to work for the government after that.
0: Sounds like government math to me.
1: (laughs) That's for sure. So... Uh, a little uh, something light before we get into something really serious. We have on the line with us Chris Stefanik. He is with Real Life Catholic. And uh, Chris, this whole thing that happened in Washington, D.C. with these young students from Covington Catholic School, uh, it breaks my heart. And And really the dishonesty that had occurred regarding how the story was reported, and then the way we had movie stars and and newscasters pile on these young guys, it breaks my heart. What do you think about this, Chris?
2: You know, this this is an era of instant news, right, where where reporters drum up a story based on a single picture uh, without even looking into what happened. And Um, – right. Millions of Americans see a picture and a headline, have an emotional response, and they don't look into the story. (laughs) They forward it to their friends. And then you have the mess that you have now where this poor kid, who did nothing wrong, is getting death threats from Hollywood stars. It's absolutely insane. I've been to the March for Life many times, and it's probably the biggest protest march that happens in Washington, D.C., And it gets almost no reporting at all until this incident. Um, There's about 300,000 people there every year. And I'm so proud of those people because, you know, most of them are young, and there's a spirit of peace and joy and a celebration of life on that crowd. I mean, it's nothing like women's marches that you see that are pro-choice, where people are angry and frothing at the mouth on the stage. (laughs) So... I was at this this March for Life, and that's what you had this year. A lot of peaceful protesters who were sometimes being yelled at and who never responded in kind, right? So these kids were waiting for their bus to pick them up, and there was a group called the Black Israelites on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, and they started screaming obscenities at these children. And if you take the time to watch the whole video, uh, you'll see. I mean, it's, it's so disturbing. I think of the parents of these kids. So these grown men are getting within five feet of these these high school kids and screaming at them. Then you have Mr. Phillips, who was a Native American there protesting something, get within inches of this kid's face and start beating his drum. And he said it was for prayerfulness and to diffuse the situation. Now, if I took my rosary out, and got in the comfort zone of a teenager who was at a pro choice march. How do you think the media would report that?
1: <laughs> not the way that they reported this, for sure.
2: That's right. So he gets in the face of this kid, and, and all that made it out was a picture of him with an awkward smile that was interpreted as a smirk. Um, Forwarded out million to millions of people, everyone sees it and, and thinks, I want to kill this kid. He's a horrible human being, and, and look, here's the picture we needed to show what those pro-lifers are all about, what those Catholics are all about. And you know, that, that's all they need. I, I, I just can't believe, it's so disheartening to see that the willingness of mainstream media, did they know, they had to have known, that this kid was going to get death threats, that his face would be plastered everywhere, and his name would be ruined forever to advance their story, their lie. It was unbelievable.
1: Well, fortunately, we have, other people have cell phones as well. And so that yeah. is what actually brought out the complete truth. And Chris, I'm a mom. I've, I've got, um, I had two sons. And I'll tell you uh, <laughs> that 15-year-old, skinny little 15-year-old boys, uh, they they can act goofy. I mean, they just can. And uh, this kid had the wherewithal to stand there respectfully while this guy was in his face, and uh, I think that his parents, his teachers should be just very proud of him. I see him as, you know, I I was thinking about uh, one of the other things that I I do is we have a World War II project, and I've I've really, I've interviewed over 100 World War II veterans, and these were just 17, 18, 19-year-old kids that stood up against tyranny and and really saved, you know, Europe. And I looked at this young man, and I thought, "Here's this skinny little 15-year-old kid, and the blood of the Patriots is running through him." Because I thought this is—he is an American. It just—it it gives me heart to see what he did. And I tell you what—I am—I'm getting—I'm pretty frustrated with uh, the way the yes. news media uh, has portrayed this. But there's a bigger story, and that is—is is that is this assault on our Caucasian straight males our young men here in Col- uh, and, well in Colorado and in America. And then this assault on religion, the Catholic Church. This was a narrative Sorry. that they were frothing at the mouth to get after. And uh, fortunately, yeah. uh, what has happened, I think it's backfired because we've seen the real truth. Now, one other thing, I I don't know who the, the person was, but uh, this little guy went in a room and was actually interviewed by, again, one of the uh, left-wing radical activist newscasters. And I could just see disdain that she had for him. And, Chris, there's real danger when we start to look at people as groups instead of as individuals. And she was looking at this group. Uh, he uh, you know, was an embodiment of this group that she has come to hate. And we are in yep. serious times here in, uh, in America.
2: Yeah, and, and to embody this group as uh, kids of white, quote, privilege... You know, I've been to Covington, Kentucky. I can tell you, they, they're not kids of privilege. This is not a wealthy area in the country. You know, it, it, it's an absolute joke. And then, Phyllis, this just came out uh, yesterday evening. The guy who was drumming in his face, he was on his way to, right after that, he went right to the, to the Basilica where a mass was happening, and he and his group tried to push their way into mass. They had to lock the doors of the cathedral to keep them out.
1: I, I saw so that. He was going
2: to go interrupt the mass with his drums.
1: I, I saw you know, so that.
2: It, it, yeah, it is. It's just a drummed-up story. And, um, you know, no pun intended. Still <laughs> doubting it, yeah, right. Anybody who's still doubting that, you've got to go watch the video yourself. And I'd like to see wh- where is America's outrage with what Mr. Phillips did in the name of prayer? Where's America's outrage about the black Israelites who were frosting at the mouth, shouting obscenities at teenage kids
1: who were waiting for a bus? Where's the outrage? There's none. I, I know. It doesn't geez- fit the narrative. Jason, you had a thought.
0: Well, I did, and, and one, I'd say, of course, Chris, we know uh, uh, there's plenty of outrage about it. We just don't explode and foam at the mouth and scream and yell and express it in the same way as, uh, you know, the the other type groups do. But I thought maybe uh, uh, you'd like to finish with, with a really positive thought because you have uh, mentored and spoken to uh, thousands, if not tens of thousands, or maybe even hundreds of thousands of Catholic kids uh, right in this age group. I mean, that's right in your wheelhouse of what you do for a living. And, you know, if you wanted to have a thought about what you find these kids are really like and, and, and let people know, I think that would be great. Yeah, all we hear is bad
2: news, right? I mean, if, if you want to see how amazing these kids are, go to the March for Life. Uh, to, to see hundreds of thousands of, of kids peacefully protesting, and when folks shout at them, are, are they perfect? Well, they're teenagers, right? But uh, by and large, I mean, there's an incredible dignity about that crowd, about that march, no one frothing at the mouth, about the most contentious issue in America today. Uh, so, you know, I think this kid should be commended. And, and it, really, it does make me proud to be a, a, a Catholic American associating with kids like that. So, yeah, it, it's something to feel good about. To be honest with you, I mean, he's sitting there prayer, prayerful, and the worst he did, which is even bad, was a smirk in, in a horribly awkward situation. You know, so <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 proud I'm proud to associate with those kids.
1: Well, and how can people get more information about what you do, Chris? It's
2: on real life. Catholiccom okay that's, uh, that's our website and uh, I've been working with with families all ages for for a long time probably spoken to you know several hundred thousand teenagers and um, you know again for all the bad news you hear there's amazing things happening there's amazing things happening and and, and I think a resurgence of young people who are really owning uh, their faith and really owning American values and um, because you know if, if you're gonna go that direction and try to be a good kid today uh, it's not because you're going along with the crowd. You're really going to own it.
1: <laughs> well, that's great work that you're doing. And, Chris, actually, Jason McBride is the one that introduced us. And so that is real-life Catholic. And uh, I agree. I, I see our young people, and I, I see such great hope. And uh, what happened to this young guy, it breaks my heart. But, you know, it, it takes the veil off of what is actually happening out there and uh, and brings transparency to to all of these different issues that I think have been hiding underneath the the surface, and so I think there's something really positive on that. And this young man, I just uh, my hat is off to him. Just great courage and, and just just um, just really good manners by standing there. And you know, if somebody was drumming in my face, I probably I don't know what my face would look like either. But um, I just can't imagine right. what was going through his mind.
2: Yeah, that's right. And I'll tell you, this is a good lesson to everybody. You know, before you forward a news story. Make sure you're looking at the facts yourself, because reporters don't report anymore. You've got to take the time before you hit forward. I mean, when I first saw the kid's smile in the face of the guy with the drum, uh, my instant response was anger. I, I thought, this kid's got to be in the wrong. It just it looked that way. It was the perfect picture. It was iconic, really. This wise-looking old man with a drum and, and a high school kid with what looked like a smirk. I thank God I, I look into it more because I knew you, you get false media all the time, fake news all the time. You know, so it's a good lesson to everybody. It, it, you know, no matter what narrative the story supports, even if it's the one that you like, always pause before you retweet or uh, forward a story on.
1: Well, and, and search for truth. Always search for tu- truth on that. So, hey, Chris DeFanik, thank good. you so much. I know you're on the way to the airport to catch a plane as well. Everybody's flying everywhere today, I, I think, Jason. Well, we're here. <laughs> yeah, we're here. So, hey, Chris DeFanik, that is Real Life Catholic. Thanks so much, and uh, Godspeed on your travels today.
2: Thanks so much. Good to
1: be with you. Okay, great. Uh, gosh, Jason, what a guy.
0: Yeah, I told you he was a good guy. Yeah, he He did. probably didn't want to uh, have you... In- <laughs> Admit that he knew me, but, uh, you know, you you, you got strange bedfellows.
1: (laughs) That's for sure. Well, let's go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk about 401ks. And before we do that, it has been a week for you to meet exceptional people. So we want to hear your story. Oh,
0: that's right. Gosh almighty. um,
1: Let's hold that. Oh, let's, let's, let's after keep the that. break? Yeah, let's keep that as a cliffhanger. How's oh, that? Uh,
0: that's, hey, it's your show. Okay, Do so
1: this is Kim Munson with the AmeriChicks. Jason McBride, Presidential Wealth Man- Management, is in studio. We'll be right back and uh, hear this great story.
5: Work with mortgage professionals who will give you quick, accurate financial advice. Home Mortgage Alliance has the knowledge and expertise to explore the many financing options available to you. The mortgage process can be stressful, and as interest rates rise, it's more important than ever to get pre-qualified now so you're ready to buy. Call Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook with Home Mortgage Alliance to make sure you are making the right financing choice for you and your family. 303-888-2732. Kim and Mark will remain available to you 24-7 to help you through the process. Choose the only mortgage professionals recommended by the Americhicks. Call Kim and Mark with Home Mortgage Alliance today. 303-888-2732. 303-888-2732. You made
1: right. I made hey, be welcome crazy. back to the Americhicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left, agree or disagree. Let's have a conversation. And we're having a conversation today. We've got Jason McBride, Presidential Wealth Management in studio. It's great having you here, Jason.
0: Thank you, Kim. It's been and- great to be here.
1: And, and it's been a, a week for you. You have run into some really wonderful people.
0: I, I have. Uh, you know, and this morning, uh, when I was coming here to the studio, I, I took a wrong turn, and sometimes you take a wrong turn for the right reason. I ended up at the convenience store, the Ulta convenience store, right there at the corner of I-225 and ILF. Okay. I went inside. There was a fellow behind the counter. His name was Spencer. Um he was just the friendliest uh, happiest, and we're yeah you know, this is five in the morning and most i it's just such a wonderful experience uh to have him help me check out with my couple of items again, he was so nice, super friendly, super efficient, and, and just the kind of person that you meet that that makes puts a smile on your face for the rest of the day, so you know I told him that uh. Uh, how wonderful a job I thought he had done. Uh, Then I remembered I was coming to do your show, so I ran back into the store and asked him what his name was just so I could mention this. So if you're hearing this, and you're on ILIF, and you're passing by the Alta store at 225, stop in, grab a cup of coffee, and tell Spencer uh, that he's famous now on the radio for his wonderful (laughs) customer service.
1: I think that's great. You know, Jason, you have mentioned that you've run into a lot of really wonderful people. I think also that if you have an attitude where you are seeing the best in people, I I think that many times that, I mean, that... uh, Plays out in your life. And so you have a really positive attitude. And I think that that's probably why you run into so many good people.
0: Well, and honestly, Kim, sometimes I don't. I get grouchy and like everybody. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, uh, you know, maybe. Uh, I just needed this this week. Maybe I needed to run into a couple of really wonderful people to boost my spirits up. But I'll be thinking about Spencer all day long. I'm going to have a great day, and it's probably because Spencer started it off that wonderful. Not to take the credit away from you.
1: Oh, okay. There we go. (laughs) So, yeah, I was concerned about that. So, hey, let's jump in. You are an expert on... uh, um, you know, helping people watch their nest egg, build their nest egg. And one of the places to do that is 401ks. And, you know, Jason, I think that people have a lot of questions about this. And so let's jump in here, you know, explain to us what's going on with 401ks and what's some nuggets of wisdom that we can give to folks today as they're they're thinking about their investments.
0: Well, absolutely. The 401k is the kind of the the bedrock of most people's uh, savings for retirements. Uh, if you work at a company, almost all of them have a, a 401k retirement plan, uh, which you can put money into uh, most of them, you can pick the investments in there. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's not like the old pensions used to be. They've put your destiny in your own hands at this point. So one of the new things this year for 401Ks is they did raise the contribution limits. So for 2019, you're allowed to contribute $19,000. Uh, plus, if you're over the age of 50, uh, see, you know, age does have its benefits. Not that you would know, but I would, Kim. <laughs> (laughs) Uh, You can put in an extra $6,000 is what's called a catch-up contribution. So there you go. That's $25,000 you're allowed to to put into that retirement plan every year. And that's pre-tax it could be either one. Now, that's another wonderful thing uh, that's that's not new, but it's new enough where I could say it's fairly new. Uh, you, most 401k plans also have the ability to make Roth contributions into the 401k. Now, not all of them have it, but more and more of them are adding it. So if you think about that, and the other thing that's great is there's no income limit uh with a regular roth ira if your income is too high you're not allowed to make a contribution to a roth but with a Roth 401k, there is absolutely no income limit. So you start thinking about this. Uh, if you're over the age of 50, you could put $25,000 a year into that Roth 401k. All the growth is, is tax-free. When you take the money out, it's tax-free. And hopefully, by the time you do, do that, it's grown into a heck of a lot more money.
1: Okay, now just explain that when you take it out, it's also tax-free?
0: correct. Wow. Yeah, with the Roth for it. Now, you don't get a tax break when you put it in. Uh, you'll still pay the taxes on that. I mean, you can't have it both ways. I, mean, I was either, hoping so. Yeah, well, we all do. But uh, either get the tax break up front or you get the tax break on the back end. Uh, that's nice. You can make a choice. Some people put some of the money in the pre-tax, some in the Roth. You can split it up however you want to.
1: Oh, that's great. Yes. That's great. Um so can, what about changing investments? I mean, can you be in charge of your destiny on this?
0: Oh, absolutely. And and one thing I would say is 401ks, they're not really that scary. Uh, but I know some people uh, are kind of hesitant to do anything with their 401k because they feel like, well, I don't know what I'm doing uh... let me just let all the money go to the default option and never really look at it so uh, i would encourage people to get to know your 401k a little bit better now i'm not advocating that you look at it every single day or every week or making an obsession because I think that, that actually hurts you, but I would encourage people first just to set up your, your login to your 401k so you know how to go online, log into it, uh, poke around, and understand uh, how, how your, your 401k works. And a lot of people haven't even set up the login, I find, so I think that'd be step one.
1: It seems like that might be step one for sure, and then you can change your investments easily what's the difference between you know current dollars and future dollars?
0: Kim, that's a great question. That's one of the the things that a lot of folks get confused about. Inside the four hundred and one k, you're going to have uh, several different investment options. Uh, some companies might only have seven or eight or ten total. I've seen some that have fifty or sixty different options that you can invest in, and these are like you know they're mutual funds mm-hmm. or funds uh, inside of the plan. But you can pick where when you put your money in which funds or investment options, I will call them, the money flows into when it comes out of your paycheck into the plan. So you're able to change the direction of that money that's coming in, but then you're also able to change the current money that's already in there. So I'll give you a quick example. Let's say your 401k has $100,000 in it. You can change where that 100000 is invested. With the click of a button, you can move from uh, these three funds you're in to three different ones. You can make small adjustments, big moves. It's very easy. But then you can also change where does your you know, $500 or $1,000 a month you're contributing, which investment options does that go to? And I find that's an area that sometimes uh, confuses people. So I think it's good to learn the difference between those two.
1: Yeah, so it's important to be able to understand those choices then.
0: That's right. Uh, You know, making a change to where the small amount that's going in every month is going is not as big of an instant change as if you're moving the whole big... uh, entire dollar amount around in one shot.
1: Right. And and then people can kind of decide like they may want to take a, a portion of it and, and keep it more stable. Correct.
0: Right? Correct.
1: And what would that, what would those kinds of things be then? Well, let's talk
0: about uh, the choices that you'll see in the 401k and, and kind of what they are. First off, most plans have what's called a default option. And most of the time, that's going to be one of these, uh, what's called a target date fund, uh, glide path. Uh, they tell you to pick the year that you think you're going to retire. Uh, that investment option will have a certain percentage of, let's say, stocks and a certain percentage of bonds. And as you age, it's supposed to slowly Move more the percentage into bonds to make it safer as you as you get older. Uh, the tough thing is is different companies uh they they have wildly different percentages of let's say stocks versus bonds in the same uh target type of fund. let's say you say you want to retire in twenty thirty five you might get one plan who's twenty thirty five option has 50% stocks, and another one, for example, it could have 75, depending on what investment company they're using. Okay. So that might not be right for everybody.
1: And, and how, how do people dis- determine that, Jason? How can they fi- try to figure out what's best for them?
0: Well, I think, keep in mind, on your 401k site, sometimes you really have to poke around for it, but there's very uh, complete information on each one of the options it should tell you what the composition is how much is in stocks how much is in bonds what has the performance been uh over the long term so so those uh that research is available there on the 401k website you just might have to dig for it so uh Kim I wanted to talk about kind of what the differences are between kind of stock funds bond funds and stable value and money market. Uh, are we headed to a break right yeah, now? Yeah. Let's, or go, we let's go to break. After?
1: And, and okay. uh, yeah, I think that's really important for people to understand that, Jason. Before we do that, uh, let's uh, give a shout out to Chris Cantwell. He is... Uh, and a business broker with Transworld Business Advisors. And it's 2019. You know, what are you going to do with your future? We're talking with Jason about that. You've worked hard. Maybe the kids don't want to uh, own the business, so maybe you need to sell it. Or maybe you've recently retired and you'd like to create some cash flow and you want to buy a business. Chris Cantwell is the guy to talk to. Uh, he helps you buy and sell opportunity. He's an advocate for entrepreneurship, the voluntary exchange of value between individuals, and the rights of business owners to thrive and flourish. Chris Cantwell knows that small businesses drive the economic engine of America, so reach out to Chris Cantwell for a complimentary consultation, and that is ccsellscompanies.com. That's like Chris Cantwell, sells Companies.com. So again, ccsellscompanies.com. Let him know that you know the Americhicks. We're going to go to break. When we come back i am learning so much about 401ks with our great partner jason mcbride presidential wealth management and when we come back we're going to be talking about um stable value uh, bonds stocks you know and i think this is really going to help people understand their 401ks a lot better so we will be right back with jason mcbride
5: award-winning realtor karen levine has 30 years of experience with remax alliance karen levine believes in home ownership As a Colorado representative to the National Board of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect private property rights. Since losing her mother to breast cancer, Karen Levine has helped organize a local fundraising event called Karen's for the Cure, raising money for breast cancer research. Karen Levine comes highly recommended by the Americhicks with Kim Munson. Choose Karen Levine to buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with RE-MAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516.
4: You want to succeed, so you need to dress for the job, event, or relationship that you seek. For over 30 years, entrepreneur, stylist, and Americhick Kim Munson has been helping women look their very best with well-priced, made-to-measure clothes that fit a busy lady's lifestyle. Gals, if you want to up your game and freshen your look, email kim at americhicks.com for your initial style consult. Kim at americhicks.com.
1: Hey, Welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. And uh, check out our website, AmeriChicks.com. All of our shows are archived there. Lots of great information. And we are the AmeriChicks on Facebook and Twitter as well. We have in studio with us our our valued partner, Jason McBride, with Presidential Wealth Wealth Management. We're trying to get our brains around 401ks because uh, it's important to plan for your future. Uh, You either plan to fail or fail to plan, one or the other, right? Right. (laughs) Right.
0: That's an old saying, uh, usually true.
1: Usually true. And, Jason, we were looking at different investment options and and can you kind of break this down a little bit more so people can understand the differences between the different investment options?
0: Sure absolutely and some people will find this to be a 101 but hopefully others may find it very valuable. Uh, There are going to be three kind of basic options in the 401k. The first is going to be uh, either a money market fund or what's called a stable value. Uh, Both of those are your your safest options. Uh, A money market fund, uh, those are not guaranteed usually, uh, but very seldom do they lose value. Uh, They pay a a small rate of interest. Uh, It was very small for a long time. It's been coming up a little Mm -hmm. bit lately. Uh, But then you've also got in some plans what's called a stable value fund, which is similar to a money market. They usually pay a little bit higher interest. Those are considered to be guaranteed because they're backed up uh, usually by an insurance company or an insurance contract, and they can pay a little bit higher rate of interest. And let me back up for a moment. I'm not 100% sure on every one of these, but I do believe that at least some money market funds now are backed up by the FDIC as well. Okay. You know, after the debacle we had in two thousand eight that spooked a lot of people. Okay, so that's your most boring, safest option. Uh, next up is going to be fixed income or what are called bond funds or bond investment options, uh, and those are are safer than stocks usually, but a little bit more risky than your stable value or money market. There's different kinds of bonds. You can just have government bonds. Uh, those are considered the the safest. They're also probably the most sensitive to interest rates. If interest rates go up, they're likely to go in the other other direction.
1: So Jason, just a question on bonds though.
0: Yes, bonds of course. in essence
1: is almost kind of like uh, the the person who has the money, the, the, the invest in bonds, they're loaning their money to these companies. Correct. And the company then is paying an interest rate on it.
0: Right. And then at some point the bond matures and the principal comes back. Okay, great. So that would be an individual bond, uh, inside of your, uh, 401k, you're going to have investment options like a bond fund. So a whole bunch of them. It has a whole bunch of them. It's not going to have a, a maturity date. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. Um, So we talk, you know, government bonds, Uh, a lot of times you'll see uh, diversified bond funds or what they would call an aggregate bond fund. Uh, Those might have all different kinds of bonds, some government, some corporate, some uh, mortgage-backed bonds. They may have a little bit of foreign. They're going to be very diversified. Most of these type can move around a little bit to different types of bonds depending on... uh, changing market conditions and those are the most common type that you'll see. Uh, You may also see what's called a high yield bond option. Uh, Those are also sometimes called junk bonds. It doesn't mean they're terrible. It just means they might be from a really good company, but they're lower down in the guarantee uh, pile. Uh, If something bad were to happen to the company, uh, uh, they're they're farther back in line to get paid. So they are more risky. Uh, They are more volatile most of the time, and sometimes they're going to follow The stock market, a little closer than the bond market, Uh, they're more economically sensitive than interest rate sensitive, but generally they pay a higher rate of return for taking on a little bit higher risk. Okay. So you'll see that. Finally, uh, you might see what are called a floating rate option. Uh, Those are bonds that the interest rate uh, that they pay actually moves up as interest rates move up. So that gives you some protection, uh, again, with a a normal bond. If interest rates go up, the price of the bond goes down. They're inverse to interest rates. A floating rate, because the interest rate moves up with interest rates, they offer some protection against uh, interest rates, but they're also economically sensitive, and they can get very volatile sometimes if the economy gets bad. Makes sense. Yep. Last one, and and I'll hit this real quick, you may see bonds from foreign countries or even emerging markets. Of course, those are, uh, again, usually higher interest rates, uh, you know, accompanied especially with emerging markets by a higher degree of risk. So there's kind of your bond options in there. Okay. Okay, Kim, any questions? Questions nope, for you?
1: I, I think that's, uh, that really explains a lot, so thank you.
0: Okay, and then finally, the one that everybody loves and uh, uh, seems to know the most about would be your stock options. Uh, you're going to see in there uh, maybe large cap, mid cap, small cap. That's just talking about the size of the company that okay. that option might invest in. Generally, large caps are considered the safest, small caps are considered the riskiest. You know, I tend to feel like when the market goes to heck in a handbasket, they they all generally kind of follow the same direction. Mm -hmm. There may be some differences uh, in return, but uh, don't expect small stocks to be going straight up if the market is going straight down. Mm -hmm. They're going to follow the shape. Uh, They may also talk about growth versus value. You know, it's just what it sounds like. A growth-oriented investment option is looking for companies that are fast growers. It might be technology, biotech, uh, new and exciting businesses, while value a lot of times are either kind of your old blue chips that pay good dividends, or it could be companies where... uh, uh, the stock prices have just been beaten down because they're out of favor and you're waiting for something to happen to recover them. So you're buying them at a value. They're, okay. they're the bargain stuff. Uh, the most risky would probably be what are called sector funds, and those only invest in a specific area. They might only invest in energy. They might only invest in health care. They might only invest in financials. Uh, And those are generally going to be your most volatile options. Uh, If you happen to get it right and the sector catches on fire, it's very rewarding. But if you happen to uh, do it wrong, and then the sector goes out of favor, that's where you're going to feel the most pain. And unfortunately, Kim, we know how it goes. People get excited, and again, this is just human nature, about the things that are doing the best. And that's why, you know, I think the sector funds, you know, over time can hurt you pretty bad, too, because people tend to pile into them uh, when everybody's talking about mm-hmm. how great it is. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And, and people could actually, they if they decide that they want to do something a little riskier like that, I mean, they can just take a percentage of their 401k and do that.
0: Right. You should be able to split it up into as many different options as you want to. Um, I don't know that splitting it up 50 different ways is going to is gonna right. help okay. you that much. Um, you know, maybe I'd like to finish up today with what to look for when you're trying to pick which fund to go into. Well, of course, you'd want to look at their track record. Now, of course... Course. I always have to say past performance is no guarantee of future results. But you'd want to look at the, the past to see if they've done okay, Seem, wouldn't you? It seems like that makes sense. I would think that would make sense. So but but a couple of things I would say is uh, don't just look at you know the ten year record or the record since inception and because all they show you there is what the average percent has been over that long period of time. And I know a lot of well, that one has done the best. I'll just put all my money in there. I would dig a little bit deeper. Um, I would want to look at what, how did the fund get to that percentage? What did it do year by year? Try to find that on on the site. What did it do every year? Did it have big swings up and big swings down? Because the question again becomes: Yes, this maybe this investment option did fantastic over a 15-year period on average, but could you have stayed on for the ride? Yeah, it's kind of like a guy that uh, maybe is telling you about this wonderful roller coaster. Mm -hmm. Oh, and it goes up and it goes down and everybody's talking about it. Well, did you ride it? Well, yeah, I rode it, but the first time it took a big uh, drop, I asked him to stop the roller coaster (laughs) and I got off. So I didn't get the whole ride, even though the roller coaster's wonderful. So that's that's a couple of things I would say that could be helpful is really look at the year by year and be honest with yourself. Could you have stayed in when it got crazy or not? Because if the answer no, that average return over doesn't 10, matter, you,
1: does it? You wouldn't have been along for the ride. Wow, wow, Jason, we are out of time. I figured this is this has been great nuggets of information about four hundred and one k's. So. Uh, I think we'll have you back in February to go through that, and maybe we'll get to a little bit of this tomorrow because you're going to be back in tomorrow morning. Uh, We had both watched a Tucker Carlson piece and uh, you saw it a little bit differently and as we talked about it and what he was talking about tax uh you know taxing the rich if you will which is one of the conversations out there so we're going to talk about that tomorrow i think it's going to be really good
0: yeah i'll go into some details on how do tax rates actually work
1: yeah i think it's going to be fascinating so jason mcbride presidential wealth management thank you and you're going to be in again tomorrow before we uh, say goodbye Calvin Coolidge said, I want the people of America to be able to work less for the government and more for themselves. I want them to have the rewards of their own industry. This is the chief meaning of freedom. Until we can establish a condition under which the earnings of the people can be kept by the people, we are bound to suffer a very severe and distinct curtailment of our liberty. So this is the Americhicks with Kim Munson uh, signing off. God bless you. God bless America. And we'll be back tomorrow
0: and fears Through the rain and lightning Wandering out into this great unknown